Welcome, friends and fellow sojourners on the road of life to this first episode of the Wayfarer Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. My name is Tom Vanderwell, and this is the first step on the podcasting path for me. And as you embark on a kind of a breaking out on a new path, there's always a little bit of uh, fear and anxiety. So I've got that as well, but also excitement because who knows where the path is going to lead. I thought we'd start off the first episode of the podcast with a couple of basic questions that you who are listening might have. Number one, why Wayfarer? (laughs) It's kind of an old word that um, we don't use much anymore. A Wayfarer is somebody who is on a journey. And I've just always loved that metaphor. And metaphor... Uh, basically going back to English, okay, metaphor is something that represents something else without using like or as, which would be a simile. And I have discovered along the way that you know, metaphor is one of, is basically the, it's the language that God uses. Everything is a metaphor. And I love the metaphor of journey because that's what all of us are on. No matter who you are or where you find yourself, uh, we're all on this life journey together. And there's a great old folk song, which also inspires Wayfarer, called Wayfaring Stranger. Johnny Cash did it. A number of other people have done it. I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger traveling through this world of woe. And I love just that, uh, that metaphor that we're all in this journey together. And I'm just trying to figure it out along with everybody else. So that's where Wayfarer really came from as a title. How did it begin? Well, um, so let's go back. Uh, first of all, one of the things you need to know is that I'm a follower of Jesus. And if, uh, if you're not, that's cool. Absolutely glad that you're here. Uh, but as a young man, I decided that I was going to become a follower of Jesus. And one of my mentors basically talked to me about the story of when Jesus was in the wilderness before he started his kind of public speaking and his public ministry. Uh, He was, the story goes that he was in the wilderness and he was tempted by Satan or evil, and he was tempted after fasting for 40 days to turn miraculously these stones into bread because as uh, uh, the story goes, Jesus being the Son of God could miraculously do that. And Jesus responded, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And actually that is a quote from an ancient scripture that goes uh, back thousand more than a thousand years before Jesus. But the metaphor there, the whole idea is that, that just as our bodies need nourishment and sustenance and we have to eat for food, which after fasting for 40 days, uh, your body would certainly be screaming for that. But he said, not just as our bodies need nourishment, so our souls need nourishment too. And that was the whole idea of the story, is that our souls need to be fed as much as our bodies. That was what Jesus was trying to get across. 
And so from a very young age, I uh, was taught that I need to feed my soul. And as a follower of Jesus, one of the ways that, that happens is just by reading the stories of Jesus, reading uh, the books in the Bible, reading and kind of getting that spirit or soul nourishment. So now fast forward from that. I was a young man when I kind of learned that metaphor, maybe about 15 years old. Uh, fast forward about 15, 20 years, and I was talking to my friend Kevin. And he also had been taught the same thing, that your soul needs nourishment. And as fathers of uh, young children, and I was a father of uh, young teenagers at the time, I there's a lot going on. There's a lot on your plate career-wise. There's a lot on your plate Time-wise, you're a taxi uh, driver for for kids going off to soccer practice and music lessons and so on and so forth, and and it's just kind of hard to carve out that time to feed your soul. So Kevin and I were talking about this one morning, and he, he was kind of moaning and groaning, like, "Yeah, I just don't, I don't uh, feed my soul enough." So I came up with an idea in that moment, and I said, "Hey, Kev." Let's do this. Uh, at the time, <laughs> and this is going back a ways. This is back in the time when cell phones and cell calls actually cost a lot of money. And so uh, I asked him what cell service he had. He had uh, the same one I did, which means that we could talk for free, which in the day that was pretty significant because if you weren't on the same carrier, uh, your calls would be charged differently. But the fact that we were on the same carrier, we could talk for free. And I knew Kev was a salesman, spent a lot of time on the road. And in my job, I spent a lot of time on the road. So I said, here's what we're going to do. Uh, every weekday, uh, we're going to read one chapter uh, in the Bible. One chapter, that's it. And you can read a chapter in the Bible. Most of them are fairly short in, in just a couple of minutes. And so we're going to read one chapter each weekday, and then somewhere along the day, when we're on the road for our various jobs, and we're kind of just got windshield time, we're going to call each other, and we're going to we're going to share one thing that we just kind of got out of that chapter. What struck me? What inspired me? What motivated me? What confused me? What questions did it raise? Uh, just think about it, and let's kind of share what it made us think about. And so we began to do that. And it was so cool. It was pretty transformational. We began to do that and we began to just, and then the conversation, it was more about, uh, more than just what we read in the chapter. We began talking about being dads. We began talking about being husbands. We began talking about what was going on at work, what was going on with our day. And sometimes, uh, some mornings there would be a, literally like a, a one minute conversation. What'd you get out of the chapter? It was this. How about you? This. Boom. We're, we're done. I got to go. And other days we were both in the car driving and we had hours ahead of us. So we just talked and we just continued this journey for, for several years. Then in 2006, the whole idea of, of blogs and blogging was emerging. And so I began a blog uh, called the Wayfarer blog. And it was in March of 2006. And I just thought, well, gosh, you know, Kevin and I are doing this. We read one chapter and then we talk about it together. And I thought, well, what if I read the chapter and then I just write down on the blog what that chapter made me think about, how it resonated with me. 
And that way it would become sort of a permanent record that I or maybe my children or grandchildren or who knows could, could go back and read what I thought and where I was at and what it was making me think. And maybe uh, it would be helpful for others. So that's where it began and 2006 and here we are in 2019 and the month of February so it's been about 13 years now and thought okay it worked kind of with the blog let's um, let's try the podcast as well and so here we are so it all began with a very simple concept read a chapter and then think about it and what did it make you think about or question or yeah and it, and here's the thing again uh if if you're not a follower of jesus um the, the concept is still the same we all as human beings on this journey through life uh, i think that 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 basic metaphor that our souls our spirit our mind need to be fed just as much as our bodies so, you know, for you, maybe it's not the Bible. Maybe it's uh, uh, Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, which I highly recommend. It's awesome. Um, maybe it's something that inspires you or something that you want to read more that's going to make you ask some of these big questions of life. Uh, you know, that's cool. I think the concept is exactly the same. Taking a moment, feeding your soul, letting your thoughts wander beyond just the task list of the day and the stress and anxieties of work and kids and parenting or or whatever relationships whatever it might be to just do a little introspection and to think at a little bit deeper level and so on our first episode here i just kind of want to talk about over the last 13 years uh of the blog and going past that to the Gosh, going on almost 20 years here soon of Kevin and I kind of doing this uh, every weekday, read a chapter and talk about it. What are some of the lessons that I have learned in that journey? A couple of them. Number one, uh, reading for like a de- what I would call a devotional or meditational purpose doesn't have to be time-consuming or draining. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of time going into it. People are like, well, I, I, don't, I don't have that much time. I don't have much time to commit to it. And it's amazing to me that, you know, reading a chapter of the Bible every day, uh, and some are longer and some are shorter, but on average, just reading a chapter uh, is, a, again, five minutes, maybe, Uh, Sometimes shorter, maybe sometimes a little bit longer, but it's not that long. And it's different than getting into some kind of in-depth study or, you know, diving in and trying to tear it apart and be, uh, to be really deeply studious about it. What we're talking about here is really, again, I would call it meditational or devotional. It's a high pass. It's reading. And then just letting whatever jumps out lift. And some mornings, there's a bunch of stuff that does. And other mornings, nothing does. And I might read it twice and struggle with it. And sometimes I walk away just kind of going, yeah, well, didn't get anything out of that. So be it. See you tomorrow. Uh, Again, this is a journey. (laughs) And 
And in any journey, you've got moments of excitement and you've got moments of sheer and utter boredom, like sitting in O'Hare Airport for hours because your flight is delayed. So it's the same thing with devotional or meditational reading. It's just taking a few minutes reading it and letting it do what it's going to do, letting lift what's supposed to lift. And what I found over time is that it's amazing how how it can be different every day. And it, this leads into the second point. So devotional meditation reading doesn't have to be time consuming. It will eventually create these moments where it sparks a thought. It gets you thinking. It spurs a question that you want to dig into. It uh, prompts a search uh, for things that are deeper. For example, right now my local gathering of Jesus followers is been focused for the entire for one entire year on one of the books in the Bible. It's called the Acts of the Apostles, and so there are twenty eight chapters in this book. So, what has been the challenge among our our local gathering here is read one chapter that corresponds to the day of the calendar month. So on the first of the month, you read chapter one, so on. So it's kind of this whole chapter a day type scenario. And then you get on the 30th or 31st of January, we get the day off. And then you go back to chapter one. And we're trying to read through this uh, every month for an entire year. And as I was reading just a week or so ago, and I was reading about, because uh, the, the events in the book take place during the Roman Empire. And so I was really intrigued by what was going on politically with the Roman Empire at this period of time. And, and I started thinking about how was the Roman Empire able to literally rule the Western world for like a thousand years? I mean, that's just Unbelievable. So that caused me to just kind of dig in and start looking for some resources and, and digging into it. Well, that deeper search came from just a simple question that came up while I was just simply having a devotional thought. And hey, if I didn't have time to do it, I wouldn't. But just the moment of devotional meditational reading prompted a deeper search, which then layered my understanding even more, which then just continues to spur the conversation. So that's kind of the idea of devotional or meditational reading is you just, you're just kind of letting, uh, letting things emerge as far as questions or thoughts or things that I want to dig into. So third thing that I've learned on this sort of chapter of day wayfarer journey with my friend Kev is that two are better than one. There's, it's good to have a companion in the process. Uh, early on, I think we just kind of stumbled into this, but the fact that I knew that Kevin was doing this and, and he knew that I was doing this and there was no kind of set time or anything. We just kind of knew, Hey, when you get a second, give me a call. But what, what, emerged eventually is that Kevin's going to call me today and I know he's going to call me today. So if I didn't get it done, um, we, I knew he would have grace with me. It's like, Hey, no big deal. And vice versa with him. But the fact that I knew that he was calling and I kind of enjoyed the conversation, I wanted to read and I wanted to do it so that I had something to talk about with Kevin. And so that that's called accountability friends. That's just, it's just nice to have a companion, uh, who's in it with you along the way. So 
um, you know, being on the journey alone is, it stinks. Um, and so the writer of the book of Ecclesiastes, which is another really ancient text, whom we don't even know uh, who wrote it, tradition says that it was wise King Solomon, but that's not for sure. And the, the, the author just called uh, him or herself the teacher. Um, but this ancient text said, two are better than one, for they have a better return of their labor. Uh, another great principle, another great concept. So... I encourage you, if you don't have uh, companions in the journey, uh, find one. Uh, Awesome. Find someone who resonates with you, uh, a friend, and, you know, maybe take a book or take a, a, there's all sorts of, um, you know, kind of guides and devotional guides and meditations where it breaks things into just uh, short daily readings and and find someone to come along with you. If you don't, um, you are certainly welcome to join Kevin and me and a bunch of other people now who've joined this sort of chapter a day journey on my blog, which is at TomVanderwell.com. And just simple. Some people uh, read it. And I know a couple other people that uh, they and their friends kind of follow along, but then they talk to each other and never really comment on the blog. Some people read along uh, and I have no idea that they're reading along and other people read along and then shoot me an email or uh, comment on the blog post and just say, yeah, this was helpful. It's made, this is kind of what it made me think about. Uh, so you're certainly welcome to join the journey if you don't have anybody else. Awesome. So two or better one, that's awesome. And then the fourth lesson that I've learned in this journey is to have grace with yourself. What do I mean by that grace? Uh, unmerited favor. You just, you just, you're gentle with yourself. You are gracious with yourself. Uh, we are sometimes so hard. We push ourselves and have such high expectations. And one of the reasons that this journey that started with Kevin and I, like back around the turn of the century, and uh, has been going on now for almost 20 years, the reason that we're still in it is because we are gracious with one another. Life gets busy. I'm on the road for work. Uh, I was slammed and I just couldn't get to it that day. Um, I know that Kevin's going to have grace with me and I have to learn just to be gracious to myself. Couldn't get to it today. Um, so I'll get to it tomorrow. And, and that's okay. Again, this is a journey. It's not a race. And learning to have grace with yourself allows you to begin to also have appreciation for the rhythms of life and help highlight for me just how much I need that soul food. And if I my soul begins to starve, then it begins to have different repercussions in my life and my relationships. And Wendy, my wife and companion, will tell you she knows that if I am missing these, you know, these few moments of quiet in the morning when I'm letting my soul feed and I'm reading a chapter and I'm thinking about it and meditating on it and thinking about my life and thinking about my relationships and thinking about where I'm at spiritually and what I need to push into, uh, where I need to change, how I want to better love people and live in this journey, 
if I begin to miss out on that, Wendy knows and she can see it. She knows when I'm out of sorts and, uh, she's been a good encourager and companion to just kind of say, you know what? Uh, I can tell again, not in a judgmental way, but in a kind loving, I want the best for you. And you know, this is best for yourself. And, uh, sometimes that kind of spurs you to get back into it. And I've learned, uh, finally here as I, <laughs> I am in much later stage of life. That principle that I learned from a mentor back when I was 15 years old. Yep, just like my body needs food, so does my soul. So, my friend, I encourage you to uh, to feed your soul today. And however that uh, works for you. And whatever your soul is hungry for, uh, I hope you'll seek it out. And again, you're welcome to join the chapter a day journey that I am on at the Wayfarer blog. It's at tomvanderwell.com, T-O-M-V-A-N-D-E-R-W-E-L-L.com. And for those of you who live here in the amazing uh, state of Iowa, uh, Indian word for beautiful land in the amazing little town of Pella, Iowa. Uh, next time, I'm going to be giving a message at the local gathering of Jesus followers is going to be on the 3rd of March. So I invite you to join in if you are around. And until next week, when we continue this fledgling path of podcasting, I want to leave you with a wayfarer's blessing from the good folks of Ireland. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. May the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. 